0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDSE.
1: The host of the global game and a voice you'll be familiar with if you've watched A League. He is the number one A League commentator in Australasia and part of the SEN crew as well. Simon Hill. G'day, Simon. How are you doing? Very good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Good. Are you, you excited about postseason?
0: I mean, obviously, the finals are, uh, you know, the big thing in this part of the world. And uh, we've got two cracking games to look forward to this weekend. Um, And it's what you play all season for, isn't it? So it should be a great three or four weeks, hopefully.
1: Yeah, hoping, hoping so, mate. And from a Phoenix point of view, uh, we are uh, very much hoping we can get past Adelaide and get that home and away semi final against uh, uh, the regular season champions, Melbourne City. Uh, neither team Adelaide nor the Phoenix in great form, it's got to be said, going into the end of the season. Both with one win from the last five. I guess the difference is that Adelaide's was five games ago, the Phoenix's was last game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, that's true, Um, albeit against uh, the team that won the wooden spoon. But, uh, you know, I I think that was important, obviously, for Wellington, not just to get the point they needed to to actually get into the finals, uh, but to get a win on the board and and get a bit of confidence back because the previous four or five weeks had been uh, pretty dire, let's be honest. Uh, They conceded an awful lot of goals, uh, four defeats, one draw out of five matches. And it it was very much, uh, at least from my eyes, back-to-basics mm. uh, sort of 90 minutes against MacArthur. Uh, they kept a clean sheet, which was hugely important because the week before, they'd been uh, you know, very porous defensively. You could drive a bus through some of the holes in, in that back line. So um, it, it was important, I think, ahead of the finals that they, uh, they got that win and that they got the clean sheets. And, of course, they're going to have to raise that game another level against Adelaide, who you rightly say have had a bit of a dip Uh, in the last few weeks themselves. Massive uh, home defeat against the Mariners. But you you just fancy that, you know, back on their home deck again in the finals, they've got players that can hurt you, that they'll be back to something approaching their best. So I think the Phoenix will, will have to be at their very best, to to get something.
1: Yeah, they will be. Uh, I mean, where are you on this? Because it feels like there are two outstanding players when we look at these teams. Oscar Zavada, 15 goals for the Phoenix this season, and Craig Goodwin, who I still think is too good for the A-League in a a lot of ways, without being uh, disrespectful to the league. He should be playing overseas. Uh, I mean, is it a matter of who has the best day out of those two?
0: Well, in part. I mean, obviously, there are other players that that can and probably will influence the game. I mean, I just mentioned Phoenix's uh, defence. You know, first of all, you've got to, uh, you know, lay down a platform. And in fairness, Adelaide haven't always been that good at doing that this season either. They've got a pretty leaky defence as well. Um, You've got to get the ball to players like Craig Goodwin uh, so that he can create. He can score, of course, as well. Oscar Zavada you know, can be isolated if he doesn't get the right service. Now, earlier on in the season, when some of the other imports, particularly Bozidar Kryev, was at his absolute peak, uh, you know, that wasn't a problem for Zavada. Uh, We always know David Ball's going to work hard. That's not an issue. Jan Sass has been a little bit hot and cold. So the players around Zavada probably need to be a little bit better because you know, he needs that sort of service uh, to score the goals, which obviously, you know, we've seen all season he can do. But if you don't get the ball to him, he can't score. Um, so it's, it's a tricky balance to for Ulfuk-Tale. But, uh, you know, he's an experienced coach. Obviously, this you know, could be his last game in charge of the Phoenix. Uh, so he'll, he'll want to win. Um, he'll want to leave his mark on this club, which he has done already. Uh, and it's about tying all those factors that I've, I've spoken about in together and producing a coherent 90-minute performance uh, and be in focus because, as I say, Adelaide, I think, will come out all guns blazing on Friday night.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you think Adelaide will win this game. What? I think they're favourites. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you think the Phoenix have to do to, to get over the top?
0: Well, as, as I've mentioned, you know, be, be solid defensively, uh, do their jobs. Uh, now I call them. I didn't call the game against Macarthur, but the week before I did the game against Western Sydney Wanderers, mm. and, and look, the Wanderers were very, very good. I'm taking nothing away from that, uh, but at least two of the goals uh, I think Orful Tello would have been irritated about because the, the the defending was was not good enough. Quite frankly, uh, there wasn't enough desperation shown. The organisation, uh, you know, wasn't there, and crucially, as I he you has know, you know, talked about the service and the supply lines to, to Oscar Zavada uh, was missing. Uh, and in part, that's been down to that drop-off in form for Bozidar Krajev. Uh, hopefully, he can, you know, return to his best for the finals. Um, but it's, it's a, you know, it's a collective effort. It's a team game. Um, I, I do wonder whether in part there's been some uh, drop-off in terms of focus because of the, uh, you know, the departures that were announced mid-season, the three players... Uh, Ollie Sale, Steven Yagakovich, Clayton Lewis, and, of course, the coach. Um, so maybe that had something to do with it. But, uh, you know, there's no no time like the president's put it right. And uh, if they don't... Well, they
1: won't be going any further. Yeah, I remember the game against West Sydney Wanderers. Uh, <laughs> uh, Amor Leouni, the Tunisian international, just ran mm-hmm. riot be- be- to- between the uh, between Sam Sutton and-, and Tim Payne there. So they, they needed yeah. they needed to make a change there, and uh, it was a little uh, too little, too late um, on that. I mean, Tim Payne has been preferred at centre back even over a Nico Boxall, uh, who you know it really is an out and out centre back and has played in... Denmark and Finland and the US as well. He, is, you know, he used to be a central midfielder and he's only about five foot ten. What do what you make of him as a centre-back versus as a right-back?
0: Tim Payne we're talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah, look, at you know Tim's one of those players that can play in several positions. I mean, he's played at midfield as well, obviously, at the outset of his career. Um, I think, look, his partnership with Scott Wharton, when it's at its, at its best, is pretty solid. Uh, you know, earlier on in the season, uh, they, they kept a, a clutch of clean sheets. But, um, yeah, it's it's gone awry of late. I, I, I think it would be unfair to point the finger at one player specifically. It's, it's how they perform as a unit. And, you know, just picking up on that wondrous game where you, you, you quite rightly pointed out that Amor uni certainly in the first half, virtually had the run of that flank up against Sam Sutton now. You know, that's, that's not always necessarily Tim Payne's fault. You know, the midfielders have to provide that cover as well. Uh, the likes of Bozidar Krajev need, need to ch- uh, track back as well um, uh, and give the fullback a bit of help. Uh, would Ufuk-Tale be better going with Lucas Moragas? Because remember, you know, on Friday night, Craig Goodwin, or, even though he's ostensibly a left winger, he can quite easily flip over to the right. Um, if, if they spot a weakness. And Ben Halloran's a pretty good player who starts there normally for them as well. So those are the selection poses, I, I guess, for Ufuk uh, um, He probably wouldn't lose too much if he, if he included Nico Boxall from the off, but I, I tend to think that given Nico is still relatively new to the club and hasn't played too many minutes, but he'll probably stick with Payne and Wooten. Uh, Callan Elliott on the right, and yeah, one of Sam Sutton, probably Sutton, or, or Lucas Moragas on the left.
1: Yeah, Moragas has certainly uh, done himself uh, a good deal of uh, a good deal of good this season in terms of being on loan from Newcastle. Uh, certainly uh, put up uh, a good run of form during the season. Uh, what about the other semi-final? It's an all-Sydney affair. Sydney FC versus West Sydney Wanderers. I look at that on the surface of it, Simon, and I think probably going to be more cards in the World Series of Poker here because these two teams do not <laughs> like each other.
0: No, they don't. Um, and the two coaches don't like each other very much either, Steve Corica and Marco Redan. Um So it could be a fight-steer affair. Obviously, the last time they met, if you remember, Western Sydney Wanderers went to Allianz Stadium, Sydney's home, and absolutely belted them by four goals to nil. And it was probably the low watermark of Sydney's season. They looked in imminent danger of missing the finals after that, uh, that beat-in. But to be fair to them, they've regrouped. They haven't lost a game since that derby uh, hammering. And they've kept consecutive clean sheets. So, you know, this one might be a little bit tighter than perhaps it appears at first glance. I do think the Wanderers are the favourites, particularly as they're, you know, going to be playing at Combank Stadium in Parramatta, where they've been so strong this season. I think they have more attacking weapons than Sydney FC. Um, But but I wouldn't rule out the Sky Blues. You know, the, the Wanderers are playing in their first final series in six years. So as a collective, you know, this, this is going to be a new experience or a relatively new experience for them or one they haven't had for some time. And Sydney are old hands at finals football. So don't, don't be surprised if, uh, if Sydney's a shock win, um, even if, you know, all, all, the, all the form guide uh, points to a Wanderers success. Hmm. If, I mean, if the
1: Wanderers do win this, is Steve Corrick going to be looking for a new job and is Sydney FC going to be looking for a new
0: coach? good question. Um, I I honestly don't know. I mean, you know, Steve had some runs on the board because he won back-to-back championships. uh, And that probably got him through last season when Sydney missed the finals. Uh, They've they've never missed back-to-back finals. That looks, as I say, an imminent possibility as recently as uh, that last derby meeting when they lost to to Western Sydney Wanderers. But they have managed to regroup a little bit. Uh, I, I do think they'll need to carry out some surgery on the playing squad um I, I think there are you know a few players who are probably coming towards the end of their time um so whether steve corica is the man to, to lead that regeneration i i, I don't know I, it's it's certainly going to be an interesting off season at sydney fc uh they're, they're probably on the cusp of you know needing to regenerate the the entire squad as i say so uh, maybe they decide it's it's time for a new coach as well.
1: Who knows? Mm, yeah, and to, to be honest, I mean, there's a guy who's been there before, played there before, um Ufuk Teller who's looking for a gig. Uh, everything that we've been told <laughs> yeah. over here is that he's had interest from Asia and Europe. Uh, I think I don't know if that's a bit of a smoky, given that. You blokes are now in Asia, but I mean that would make sense for Sydney given they've got one of the the biggest budgets in the league as well and, and you see what Ufox managed to do on a budget here at Wellington.
0: Absolutely. Look, I, to be honest, I think any club in the league that doesn't have a manager they're happy with at the moment uh, would be looking at Ufuk as, as arguably the outstanding up-and-coming coach of you know the new generation. Uh, he has done a, a magnificent job with Wellington Phoenix. To get them into the finals on a regular basis... Uh, not just on the small budget, but of course, you know, with COVID, the Knicks played essentially 18 months out of Wollongong, which is really tough uh, from an organisational perspective, but also mentally for players who are effectively living away from home at uh, nine months a year. So he's he's done a brilliant job to manage all of that and keep the club competitive. He's got a a real eye for a player. Um, you know, who who knew about Ulysses Davila before he signed him? Uh, who knew about Bozidar Krayev or Oscar Zavada? And I remember Office saying about Zavada in particular. Well, you know his goals uh, record might not be too flash, but neither was Bessal Parish's when he came to Australia. And you know he was spot on. Look at what Zavada has done this season; it's been uh, tremendous. So uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Sydney or one of the other clubs are looking for a new coach in the off season. I would be stunned if they weren't trying to get in contact with Uffie whether he wants to go there or not, of course, is a
1: different matter. Yeah, well, I mean, he has talked about wanting a different challenge, but then it depends, uh, you know, what the number is on the contract, I guess, mate. And the other guy, uh, before, yes. I, before I let you go, that's, <laughs> that's had a very, very good season is Nick Montgomery. I mean, probably the smallest budget in the league. They finished second, the Central Coast Mariners. Yeah. Uh, nobody wants to go there and play them. I do wonder, though, maybe slightly differently from Offy, because of his ties to Central Coast, could Nick Montgomery do that job at another club?
0: Uh, yeah, well, look, look, that's another good question. But I, I know that Monty is very ambitious. Um, you know, that uh, he wants to test himself at the highest level eventually, which for him means, you know, ultimately returning to England and, and trying to have a crack uh, at maybe the Premier League or a championship club. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if he's got Sheffield United in his mind, given that, say, he played there for many, many years. Um, but again, you know, in the A-League, when you're working with salary caps, uh squads it's it's so imperative that you not only get your foreigners right which by and large he has done uh but that you bring through good young players through your academy system and of course that was monty's first job at the mariners before he got the senior coaching gig which is you know why they've they've impressed so much with a lot of their young players uh garron call of course got got a lot of the headlines but You know, there have been plenty of others. Uh, Josh Nisbet, who's just won the Mariners' medal. Max Ballard, who plays alongside him in midfield. Uh, Absolutely terrific. And he he supplemented that with very astute foreign signings. Jason Cummings, who's scored a lot of goals. Marco Tullio is in terrific form at the moment. So I I have no doubt that, you know, Nick Montgomery, if he was to get a bigger job, in inverted commas, in the A-League, would would view it as a challenge that he could succeed in. And, And why shouldn't he?
1: Mm, yeah, indeed. Mate, well To be honest, I mean, if Fat Sam could get another gig at Leeds, I mean, we're, we're, we're all within a shot, aren't
0: we? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yes, Sam Allardyce. What a strange decision. Four games to go in a regular season, and you fire your manager for the. I think that's the well, it was the second manager they got rid of this season. That's, that's the crazy world of the Premier League.
1: It is indeed. It is indeed. All right, good stuff. Thanks very much for your time, Simon. Have a great call this weekend, and uh, hopefully I can talk to you again about semi-final football before the season's over. Uh
0: From Wellington Phoenix's point of view,
1: I hope so. Yeah, indeed. Good stuff, Simon Hill there with us, uh, the host of the Global Game here on SENZ.